0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Real Spoilers, a special interview edition. This is Kevin coming at you solo because I want to share with you a conversation I had as a part of a roundtable discussion with Antonio Campos, the director of the new Netflix film out today, The Devil All the Time. Happy birthday, all Happy Armin. birthday, Armin.
1: This was your daddy's. Brought back from the war. I figure it's time to pass it on. (laughs) It's the best present I ever got. Thank you.
0: why people from two points on
1: a map without even a straight line between them can be connected is at the heart of our story and knock them stiff
0: you ever think about how we ended up orphans living in the same house i know what my daddy did
1: some people would say it's just dumb luck
0: you take pictures
1: i do i see a smile pretty enough to photograph that is Others would tell you it was God's plan. Blessed
0: are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness.
1: That ain't no preacher. He's as bad as they got on a damn radio. When
0: people look back on it, they ain't had no other choice. There's a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. Excuse me, preacher. You got time for a sinner? I studied something, it's called the delusion, a belief that is untrue, it
1: is our delusions that lead us to sin, (laughs) delusions,
0: some people were born just so they could be buried. What I'm about to
1: do, I do because I have to, not because I want to.
0: The film is also written by Antonio Campos, with his brother Paulo Campos, and based on the novel by Donald Ray Pollock. The Devil All the Time stars Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Haley Bennett, Riley Keough, Harry Melling... Sebastian Stan, Mia Vazikowska, Eliza Scanlon, Jason Clarke, and many more. Campos worked closely with the novel's author, Donald Ray Pollock, on adapting the novel to the screen. I asked the director if there were any scenes in particular that he fought to have changed.
1: Well, the one I'll, I'll tell you about specifically that was really kind of, I think, it turned into my favorite scene in the movie. In the end, there's a confrontation that happens between uh, Arvin, Tom Holland's character, and Rob Pattinson uh, who plays Tea garden. And in the book, it happens in this, in this one remote little uh, corner where Tea garden takes his, his victims. And uh, we, we switched it into the church and we changed the dynamic so that you almost start the scene off as though um, this young guy has come in to confess to this preacher. And then you realize that the intention is way more, um, dangerous than that. And, and so, you know, that was just a that was that was one example of how we, you know, we took a note from Don and then just played with it and sort of kept the essence of the scene the same, but just kind of made it a little bit more dynamic and cinematic in a way.
0: Jeff Mitchell from Phoenix Film Festival spoke to Campos about a quote he saw from Bill Skarsgård about his character in the film. Jeff's first impression was that the film was anti-religion, but then he saw the quote from Skarsgård saying that it's not so much a comment on religion as much as it is a comment about what people choose to do with religion.
1: I mean, I think that's beautifully articulated by Bill, who is such a, a, a wise, wonderful soul. You know, it, it really is not about, the movie is about extreme believers in religion, in their faith, and the dangers of that because all these characters are screaming to the heavens looking for answers and and what they get in return is silence and in that void they they fill it with an answer themselves and if it is a person who is traumatized or delusional they can fill it with a dangerous answer and so the the, the, the film is exploring the dangers of extreme religion and and, and how people in power can take advantage of uh, people's faith and manipulate them. And so that's what we're exploring. We're not, the film isn't anti-religion. It is its is more a comment on on the dangers, uh, the, a, a religion in the wrong hands.
0: friend of the show, Dan Buffa from KSDK in St. Louis, wanted to know why the director is attracted to dark stories and characters.
1: I think it is the challenge of making these uh, dark characters, like complicated characters, Uh, accessible and trying to understand what drives them and what motivates some of their um, bad choices. Uh, And I think that, you know, exploring the darkness in books and art in movies, that's a safe place to explore those themes and, 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 you know, to understand that side of the coin um, informs the way that we perceive, I don't know, life. It kind of like to try and to understand why some people make the choices they make and to see if there's a humanity in them is part of being human. So that's that's what drives me is trying to understand why these characters, these people do what they do. And and at the, at the end of the day, if we can find any humanity in them.
0: Mark Mazuros from the News Herald Morning Journal in Cleveland and Digital First Media asked Campos about how he juggles so many characters and introduces all of them without overwhelming the audience.
1: It's definitely a challenge juggling this many characters. What we had to do with this movie was to sort of like introduce characters in the periphery and let them be known by the audience so that when they come back that you you're like ready to go with them. And that's kind of why you have to cast some of these actors with recognizable faces, because if you go and you're like, Oh, that's Jason Clark. Oh, that's Riley Keogh. You go, Oh, they're going to be in this movie again. Like there's just something subconsciously that's happening when you're watching that go down. So without doing very much, you're like, Oh, that's a character that's going to be part of the movie. And then when they come back, you're like ready for it. So it's about how do you kind of like, um, pepper the other characters in before their storylines sort of take over. And then also making sure you you cast them with someone that's either going to be memorable or someone that you are familiar with that you know is going to come back.
0: Joe Jaros from Scene Stealers noticed that Robert Pattinson went a little bit bigger with the character than some of the other actors and wanted to know if that was a choice made by Pattinson or if he worked with the director to develop that performance.
1: We always wanted Tea garden to have this other worldly quality, like a big entrance. Like he's designed to come into the movie and shake it up. Like when Tea garden comes in, you're just like, okay, there's this, you know, you're settling into this other storyline with, you're getting to know Tom Holland's character and Eliza Scanlon's character. And then you're like, what's gonna, where is the danger? Where's the danger? And then T-Garden shows up. So we always knew that T-Garden kind of was like, this force that kind of shakes up the the rest of the movie. So, and, and, and because Garden's so far outside the realm of the, the movie, like so far outside of West Virginia and Ohio, he had, he had so much freedom to kind of like just run with that character and go. And I really was like, just go, just go as, just go as far as you want to go. Like just swing for the fences. And if you ever, have, like, if, if, if we have to rein it in, we will, but like, I, I just love performances like that. And not, you know, and that was really sort of the mandate across the board. I think everybody in this film pushes themselves into uh, places that they might not have gone before. Like, I think Sebastian Stan as Bodecker is like, is like, um, is just amazing. I mean, he's doing stuff that is just kind of like, that is really swinging for the fences. And he transforms his body and everything. So everybody was kind of like, just, I I tried to imbue everybody with a, a sense of, freedom to go and have fun with their characters.
0: D'Angelo from The Geek Life pointed out that there are a lot of compelling scenes and performances in the film and wanted to know if Campos had a favorite of his own.
1: It's simple. For me, it's this one scene that I just think is like my favorite, one of my favorite things I've ever directed, which is the face off in the church between uh, Tom and Rob. From the moment, the, the, you know, that, that we wrote it to just every step of, of the way of, of shooting it, of directing the actors. Because it was like theater, you know, it's just two people sitting there looking at each other, having a conversation. And, you know, making sure that we design, you know, when you have this kind of very simple setup, you really kind of spend so much time designing it so that every, every shot, every moment just kind of feels really rich. And then in that scene, my wife is the editor and we worked on that in some way, like every day for eight months. Like I, I went to bed thinking about that scene. I woke up thinking about that scene. It was like this obsession. And, and then in the sound mix, we were like obsessed with every detail of like them sitting with like, the sound of the chair, their clothes, the rattle of the gun, and then the score just really nailing the score and the kind of like the kind of um, ride that the music takes you on through that scene. So that is the scene that is like I think the most complex in terms of its design and in, so, in some in some ways the simplest in terms of its setup. So I, I really, I really love that scene, and I think that'll be one of my favorite scenes that I've ever made or been part of making.
0: Travis Hobson from Punch Drunk Critics wants to know what it was like working with his brother Paolo on the script.
1: Oh man, writing with my brother was a great experience. I mean it was he's my older brother, so there's already a, a dynamic there before we got started, you know, and in a lot of ways, my brother was the guy that introduced me to so many different uh, books and movies and music when I was a kid. So, so much of the reason why I love these genres is because my, my brother turned them on to me. So there was this kind of inherent uh, or, or this con- connection over the material that we both, we both had and like this love for the material that we both had and um and we just worked really closely and spent we would go work way way into the night like sometimes like when we had to get a draft done we would be working together till like 5 or 6 in the morning and you know you you have some of the biggest fights you'll ever have uh, with someone when you work with them that closely and you will also get closer to them in a way that you you'll never get without that sort of experience so it's a it's it's got its pros and cons but ultimately i think it's made my brother and me you have an even closer relationship.
0: John Huber from the HD room wanted to know the thought process behind casting the book's author, Donald Ray Pollock as the narrator in the film and how that worked into the overall narrative of the story.
1: My brother and I talked about narration from the beginning, but we didn't include it until like the second draft. We had talked about it, but we just wanted to get the drafts. We want to get through the draft without it to see where we needed it. And so from the moment we 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 started implementing narration, there was no other person in my mind than Don Ray Pollock. like I knew his voice was like perfect and it was a voice that was born and raised in Knoam Stiff, Ohio. so like what actor are you going to be able to get that can replicate the feel of that specific place? It's so I mean it's just so specific that sound of that sound of Southern Ohio is very specific, and the sound of Knockam Stiff is very specific, so Don had that. He knew the world. He knew the characters. He created the world and the characters. So it was just—it was just like there was nobody else. And I hadn't hadn't heard any author of his own book narrate his own adaptation. So it just felt it felt fresh in a way and exciting. And um, and I love the challenge of working with someone who's not an actor because it's just like you get a kind of performance that doesn't feel like a performance, but just someone talking to you. And so when Don agreed to do it, he recorded all the scripted narration. We used it as we assembled the movie as we shot it. And then as my wife and I were editing the movie, we would get like an idea for a piece of voice over here or there. And then I would email Don right away and Don would like shoot it back pretty much like immediately. And then he'd give me different reads on it. And also sometimes give me an alt take and like add a little bit of, spice to it in a way that I hadn't thought about. So there was just like, it was a really great collaborative process. And he, his voice was so important to the book. And I was happy that we figured out a way of like incorporating it literally in the movie.
0: So that was the conversation with the director of the devil all the time, Antonio Campos the film is one that we are going to be getting into on the show in a couple of weeks so stay tuned for that but in the meantime you can watch it now on netflix so chime in let us know what you think of both the interview and the film follow the show on all our social media share the show you can follow me at kevin r bracket on twitter thank you for supporting us on patreon and uh you know leave us a review on itunes if you haven't done that yet it's always appreciated so until next time you've been warned